0: Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. Does <laughs> <will> to <sighs> <sighs>
0: Liberty City. to get around. Does the word d- mean, anything
1: to you? Yeah, I, cho- I
2: chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the <laughs> matinee? Uh, no. The feeling is definitely there. Yeah.
1: The new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not gonna be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, fuck you. That's my name. Yeah, let's go the punk rock
0: show. Introducing, for your listening pleasure.
2: Here it is. Here we go. Episode 81 of the High Fives Podcast. Michael. That's my name. That's your name. Don't wear it out. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself, Nathan? You know, living, yeah. doing the things, getting up every day, Set. doing the things, going to bed. Sounds swell. Wash. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, Did you say you wash 81? yourself? <laughs> well, I was going to say wash, rinse repeat oh, okay. but I, I think i think i got cut off at washed myself <laughs> uh, which is a weird thing to share but nonetheless Nathan, i, I also are. wash myself i think most people <laughs> do it's okay <laughs> episode 81 is the single life the single life yeah yeah that's what i named it what did you name it uh singles night but singles but night oh that's s- nice single life too. works better what were you thinking, like speed dating? Was that kind of where your brain was taking you? <laughs> speed dating. <laughs> <laughs> did you think there would be more than just me here tonight? Well, that's why I showered. <laughs> <laughs> so the singles life is just, or or what did you call it? Singles yeah. night? But single, sing, yeah. singles life works. Okay, either or. Whatever, whatever you prefer you choose your own adventure in the title of this podcast episode 81 it's it's about singles it's the top five singles
3: yeah I mean that's a loaded that's a loaded question so well it's not a question it's a statement first of all wow (laughs) it's gonna go like that Mike
1: uh, I see
3: (laughs) (laughs) but okay it's a loaded statement because like what what defines a single to you Nathan
2: well there are a multitude of definitions so as i remember it you know when we were young children discovering music you know a single was typically you know it was it was one song yes there were the cassettes and cd's and 7 inches that would have two songs on what was called a single but you know in terms of like radio play you had just typically the one or a multitude of singles that would have come out to to hype an album right but now the landscape has changed and this drives me crazy because it's not you or i making that change it's it's itunes deciding on what we now call
3: a single you think okay well doesn't that bug you? No, because I don't think it's much different than releasing a single or anything like that. So I think I don't know if it's necessary. iTunes. I just think it's the like nature of the industry now is that like bands have to keep in the public eye, so they keep releasing songs quickly. So you can't let your like fan base permeate. You have to be like keep, keep stuff coming. So bands release songs and say, "Is there a single?"
2: But let's call it just one, like that song is just a single. Let's not do three songs on this little release and call that a single. I don't yeah, like that's, that. That's where the borderline is. I, I, say, two, it's too I many. say two at max. Cause like, two at max. That's a side A. That's a yeah. side B. But this is my point. iTunes, or I mean, I can't say that they did it, but I'm pretty sure it was them. I think you're just mad about <laughs> your iPod decided, still. <laughs> <laughs> they decided that, no, no, now in the digital landscape, We're going to say you can have up to three songs or under 10 minutes. And that constitutes a single. And that makes no sense to me because you think of the progression of music and how we accessed music through the LP, the CD, the cassette, and now into digital. And like it's always been, you know, let's let's call it a side A and a side B. Even if you're not flipping a CD from side A to side B, like we still, we were still happy with two songs max, but now, now they decided that they're going to do three and,
3: and I don't like it, Mike. I don't like it. What if third song is like a remix?
2: No, definitely not.
3: <laughs> okay. I get it. I get it. I mean, I think th- sometimes th- three songs is this, existed on singles and CDs and seven inches and stuff like that. I would call that an EP personally.
2: Agreed. I would call that an EP too. But an EP, according to the new digital landscape, is a different is a different Did you look this all up? Yes. You seem to know a lot about this. <laughs> I came armed, Mike. Impressive. I came armed. So
3: okay. Thanks. I get what you're saying. I I still in my head would only consider one to two songs a single. My question is, do you like the single uh, like how back in the day it was released pre-album as a like wet your lips sort of thing for the album. Or do you like, so Or do you like a single like nowadays where a single is just its own thing?
2: That's a great question, Mike. And it's, it's something we've, we've talked about before. I don't like to listen to the songs before the albums. And I have a lot of reasons for that. And I'm not going to go into it. It's, it's a long explanation. It's long, but thought out. I don't like hearing the stuff before the album. But I really do like a single that is a lone wolf, that lives on its own, that exists with no one else. It's just its own thing. It doesn't get put on an album down the road. It's just a single. I like that. I can get behind that, especially in the way that we consume music now. But so few times does that actually happen. Most times they are that, that precursor to an album. And nowadays it's like bands put out the entire album via singles yes. before the album even drops, which drives me crazy that too. That drives me
3: insane, actually. And I I I don't I get why it's done though now. Because again, I think you just have to keep things going all the time. I think that's the way you stay relevant, right? Like if you disappear for like a couple years, it's hard to stay relevant. So for example, I know we've talked about this before and, and it's it's no knock on the band, but like a band like Mast Intruder, where like, are they still a band? Are they not? But they could release an album and I would not know about it maybe, but if they kept releasing like a few songs here or there or trickle, I think that's how you stay relevant in an age where there's so much like to, to consume. No, I'm not saying right. it's good. I'm just saying, I think that's the reason for it. I also hate it. I'm like, why, if you're getting to releasing five songs on an album, then just release that as an EP yeah. or yeah. release the album ready. Like I don't get why why labels hold on to albums for like, like, let's say an album's been recorded and you're releasing like two, three, four, five singles. Just by the third one, you should be releasing the album. If you ha- if you have really- it all recorded. If you don't have it recorded, I can get behind the like slow release thing. Like, and that's just like you're just releasing songs. And because you can nowadays. Yeah. So that I'm okay with, but I I hate that that like five six. Sometimes there's like six or seven songs and you're like, oh, okay, so there's what, like one more song on the album? Two more? Thanks. Right. Right. Well,
2: and then the album just becomes irrelevant, right? And like, chances
3: are those last three songs aren't great. (laughs) You know, there's a reason that you left them off the the single launch. (laughs) And I mean, I do get putting out like a single that hypes the album because I mean, this day and age, we don't really have radio or video as much as it's not as relevant. So you do get that like that like get someone's appetite going kind of thing for an album. So I do get that, but again, one or two, that's it. Then release the album. Don't make people fucking wait. Don't like, don't slow release. It's lame. Slow release. Don't do it.
2: This has been a high fives PSA.
3: (laughs) Speaking of lame, this is a good segue into a funny story. I'm not sure if, uh, if people know or not, but we do have T-shirts and stuff like that, and it, they're nothing spectacular. We do it through T Public and whatever. We make no, make like a dollar or something, or maybe fifty cents. They're pretty good, Mike. But we got a cease and desist the other day. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah, I know, I laugh pretty hard. But here's the thing: so on a bunch of the T-shirts, I've done like some funny stuff with like old TV shows and whatnot. So you think it'd be for that? No, you know what we got the cease and desist for? Come get gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> a skate, co- a the, uh, skate company says that's their trademark. Come get gnarly. I was like, fuck you guys. No. Like, come get gnarly. Any Way. any fucking loser can say come get gnarly. That's I was so pissed. I was wow. like, normally I don't I mean I don't give a shit anyway, but it's just like, what the fuck? Who what lame skateboard company came and looked through this and like, oh yeah, these guys are trying to rip rip my skateboarding company off because I they wrote come get gnarly on a t-shirt. Are you prepared to
2: state the uh, the the skateboard company for the record? Uh, I think their skateboard
3: company is called Gnarly Skateboards or something like that.
2: Never heard of them.
3: Exactly. <laughs> That's. I- I'm gonna make amazing. so many come get gnarly t-shirts now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Do I was having a conversation the other day because have you seen those new No Effects t-shirts? No, I haven't. So it's got, it's got Tom DeLonge on it, Travis Parker, Mark Hoppus, and, uh, and Matt Skiba. Amazing. And then it, and then it just says no
3: effects. (laughs) I would get
2: that actually. And I've never bought no effects merch in my life. I love it. I love the idea, but I I was having a conversation and we were talking about would Blink-182 be like upset with that? And i think so. you know, I don't know. I don't know if they would, but if they did... If they did get upset, like, think of the upheaval within the
0: punk rock exactly. world
2: that that would create, right? Like, if you did, you would have an you would have a problem with it for about five seconds before the internet
3: turned on you. Blink is what it is, but I don't think those guys are... They're still sort of rooted in, in like, punk rock and punk rock ethos, so I don't see them being dicks about it. They'd probably be stoked that NoFX did something like that. It's really the same thing as Come Get Gnarly. I mean, it's... Yeah
2: it's apples and apples Mike
3: (laughs) well now that we said gnarly on here uh, I don't know maybe we're fucking breaking trademarks (laughs) like what do we sell like one t-shirt every like four or five months big fucking deal I'm sorry (laughs) I don't know you keep all that t-shirt money
2: I've never seen the t-shirt money (laughs) it's going I'm I'm living large (laughs) you know what I think would fit right now what Nathan for me to tell you what I've been listening to god damn that's
3: a good segue
2: I think four out of the four things that I have brought to the table are are moke suggestions. Ooh, flattering. So the there could yeah, it is flattering. Great choices, Mike. Uh, great recommendations. Uh, there may be some crossover this time around. Um, so like, I almost want to let you go first, but but it's just almost. I don't really want to do it. I'm not going to like do it. To, don't mess with the format. No. No, we got to follow the format. My first choice is uh, a band that has been around since 98, but this EP is my first exposure to them. They're on Wiretap Records, which to me is a little bit strange uh, for a ska punk band. Uh, the band's codename Rocky. The EP's called Blueprint. That caused you any surprise to see them on on Wiretap?
3: not overly uh, it surprised me that they're around and that they reformed or whatever because they were kind of I believe they were on I want to s- no they weren't even on drive through records for some reason I associate them with drive through records but but okay so I don't, I don't know they had a, like a, a mini following I guess so
2: well did you follow them like back in yeah, those yeah, days I really
3: liked one of their CDs I actually saw them in California randomly oh. <laughs>
2: So a brief history for, for those of you that didn't follow them since 98 and saw them in California. Uh, they broke up in 2005. Um, that, that breakup lasted till 2012. And then, funny enough they released a single in 2012 and that inspired, yeah, very. (laughs) And that inspired them to get back together. Um, so they did. And, uh, this is their latest offering. Uh, the EP is called blueprint. It's just fun. Sing along ska punk. Um, the horns like remind me of less than Jake, but like some of the music reminds me of link 80. I don't know if you got that from this, but like, not a lot of bands sound like link 80 or have that like influence kind of come through. And this EP had a little bit of that for me.
3: Yeah. I see it on the EP. They they got definitely got like more punk quote unquote punk on this EP as to, as opposed to what they used to put out Their Other stuff was a little bit more, um, very of the late nineties ska kind of thing. Okay. Like, um, it always reminded me of pharmaceutical bandits but with more of like uh like you said like I see the lesson Jake thing. But Yeah. They were always really like um like a, there's a clean sound to them and it, it never sounded like go- it's even though like it never sounded goofy or anything like that even though it was of that time. If that makes yeah. sense like some of the stuff yeah, from yeah. that from that late 90s got to have a go- has a goofy little thing to it. It wasn't
2: fart in your fedora day.
3: No. No. Well, you're going to insult all the ska people. We had Aaron on here, and he told us Dude. that that's the worst thing we could do.
2: But there are those bands. It's yes, not, I, it's I, not I know, a blanket it's not,
3: statement. It, it's not that. We're talking
2: about what it wasn't, Mike. Yeah. Fart in Your Fedora was an actual ska band, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second Moke pick is uh, Arlo McKinney uh, with the album This Mess We're In. Um, very like melancholy folk, um, lots of soul. Um, this guy started singing, uh, in a Baptist church when he was eight years old. And I think that sound actually kind of shines through on this record. Um, it's definitely country referenced. It's like good feeling down music, you know, like feel good to feel down kind of music. Um, this record was written on the heels of his mom dying and his two friends losing their battle to addiction. so if that doesn't sound heavy enough for you, I don't
3: know what will. Um, really good record, though. No, no fart in your fedora.: <laughs> No, definitely not. Uh, that's cool that you like that one. Uh, I just that's one of my ones that I'm, I believe I talked about this last Friday when I just picked it up based on how the album art looked on when I was going through uh, Apple music that day. Yeah. I really, I really like it. It's a it. cool record. Good, good pick Mike. Uh,
2: my next Mike Moke pick is, uh, a Montreal band. Um, it, according to their band camp, it features members of good riddance. I don't think I've listened to it enough to, to pull that yet. Um, I fully admit that I judged this book by its cover The cover art is that kind of new school kind of artwork, super punchy, super vibrant, saturated colors. And I kind of expected it to sound like it looked, Um, but it's anything but that. Like just really good skate punk, um, really layered, feels nostalgic, has that like late nineties feel, but like more current, Um, great hooks, fast, aggressive, angsty, the band is twenty two.
3: The album's dismissed. So, Nathan, yeah, I, I don't want to be a jerk, but I think twenty two is on our comp that we put out back in the day. Really? I can't remember now. Or they were definitely on Ass Records. Uh, wow. Um, I feel like twenty two is on the comp. I definitely have. I mean, they're they're old. This is like a re, this is their comeback album, and. For some reason, yeah, like the two dudes from Good Riddance are in it now or just helped record the album. I know the guy helped record the album and I okay. think they're on a bunch of songs, but yeah, like they're, they're from way back then. And
2: I figured they must've had some kind of reference from like, they, they weren't a new band, but like, it's got a new sound to it that has a, like a, a nod of, n- to nostalgia.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a pretty good album and that's going to bother me. I, f- I feel like they're on our comp. <laughs> Well, you need to do some research. I haven't listened to her comp in, in 10
2: years. So. <laughs> Maybe you should Bing it. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, that that thing's like 20-something years old. Yeah. I'm not going to remember that. Come on,
3: Mike. You help put the put the music out. You should know. Sure. 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 <laughs> it used to be called Catch-22 at one point, too. Oh, really? But not the Catch-22. not just... Catch-22. Yeah. All right. Uh, did they get a cease and desist
2: as well from... Nar, probably the Nar. I feel like that. Uh, <laughs> my last choice is uh, a band called Hellwigs, and the EP is "Load the Spaceship." Um, Mike, this is this is Wrestle Punk. That's the genre. Did you know that Wrestle Punk was a genre? Well,
3: it's funny because they're on my listen to list as well. Perfect. And I was I, I have my notes here saying, huh. When did wrestling and punk become so intertwined, and why is there at least three wrestling themed punk bands I know of now, if not yeah. more? This is wrestle punk, Mike. It's a yeah. genre. Uh,
2: Mike will probably tell you this later, but I'll be the first. Uh, their name comes from the Ultimate Warriors' uh, Christian name, uh, James Hellwig, uh, which was obviously pre his name change to Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> um, despite what a weirdo he was, uh, he is my favorite wrestler. Even, even through all the documentaries I've seen I was going to say, I was
3: like, like man, <laughs> even after those documentaries, he's a, he's a horrible, or he was a horrible person. You just got to look at him as the wrestler, Mike, well, just the stage persona. The stage persona was money.
2: Yeah. Uh, the name of the EP comes from the quote, and I quote, take the intercontinental belt back. Take it back to parts unknown. Load the spaceship with the rocket fuel. Load it with the words, because after SummerSlam, the belt will be mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Warrior did have good promos. Amazing. Have you ever amazing. seen that? Have you ever seen him on Arsenio Hall? Yes, it's it was terrifying. Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and if you ever get a chance, I don't know if you know. Um, I'm trying, can't think of the comedian's name now. The guy from, how did this get made? Anyway, he does a thing where he did a whole bunch of things dressed as Arsenio Hall and then just remade the clips. And one of the ones is the Ultimate Warrior one. And it's amazing. And Rob Hubel's the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, nice. I'll have to, I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. It's money. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Um, you know, I go into an album like this kind of expecting a gimmick and, you know, I'll have a laugh at and I'll listen to once or twice and move on but this album is is full of warrior style aggression like it's it's well crafted songs with lots of energy uh it clocks in at just under 10 minutes and <laughs> already an an I guess not an album already an EP I've listened to a bunch of times like I dig it I, oh, it, I think it, this s- is so this good This is one of the better one of the better gimmick uh a- albums
3: I also like that they have a song called Pay the Piper <laughs> Was Roddy your favorite? Roddy was my guy when I was a kid until Ultimate. I did like Ultimate Warrior a lot though too when he came in. Yeah. What was, uh, what have you been listening to, Moke? A band called Homefront who are from Edmonton and I started seeing some stuff because I think they played Sled Island and uh, people were just pretty stoked to see them and I found out they were from Edmonton uh, and that they're two members and they released the EP last year. Um, I kept reading so many good things I had to check it out and it's so good. It's, like everything good about Joy Division and The Cure. And it's like, but so it's like punky enough to feel raw, but synthy enough to give it a little bit of pop sensibility. And like, seriously, if somebody told me that album was recorded in in the eighties, I would have never even questioned it. It's just like, it sounds like right out of that era. Like it doesn't sound, but not like copycat or like cheesy or like we're doing this to be cool. It sounds like just like a good album from that era. Yeah. Yeah. So, get a chance to pick that up i would pick it up also i think they're fine they're playing here in september so i might get off my my butt and go see them don't Come make that on. face two shows in, two shows in september and there'll be a record i'll believe it when i see it all right Pixar didn't happen uh, okay uh next one is a band from high river which is just a small town outside of calgary i mean it's it's close enough to calgary that i would call it almost Calgary. Like when I was a kid, that was my home hockey rink. So it's not that far away, but it's still a small town. If you've ever seen FUBAR, there's a scene when they go to High River. So that's all you need to know about High River. Uh, anyway, the band is Mixed Blame. They're a bunch of teenage kids. I think they are they got to be like 16, 17 at most. Cause, and I don't think they're playing bar shows yet. I think they're still trying to do all ages shows, which is cool because uh, they, since I started following them, I'm starting to see that. Kids do still put on all ages shows because I always wondered, you just don't see posters around anymore. And I guess, I'm assuming it's all done on the internet, but it'd be weird if I followed a bunch of like 15-year-old kids on the internet. <laughs> so, don't
2: do that, Mike. Yeah. Don't do that.
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, the album is recorded by Casey Lewis, who if you're in Calgary, you would know as the drummer of Belvedere. Um, and has a little throwback to 90s alternative and punk music. And uh, one of the tracks is has guest vocals with k j from Chicks to Get. So just uh, all around Calgary punk rock clout there. So
2: is a full alberta list, mike? are you are you moving us towards a full Alberta what I've been listening to list? No, cause okay. Hellwigs are from the Hellwigs are from the u k <laughs> well, I know that, but I thought maybe your third pick would have been another Alberta band. Maybe Hellwigs was the was the wild card. <laughs>
3: uh no, sorry. I don't like Alberta. That, I don't like Alberta that much. <laughs> wow. This next band, Onslow, and they're self titled. And Onslow, I believe, is from Norway, so not Alberta. Um, <laughs> I came across this because of a listener list from our last episode. So thanks to Justin from Punk Lotto Pod for tipping me off on this band. Uh, they have a really throwback sound to like indie 90s pop emo. They really remind me of a band called Sarge. I don't know. Do you ever listen to Sarge back then? No. Uh, they're a band I, I was like in love with. And one of those bands I could never find the actual album in Calgary. They I had heard them on a couple comps. And then finally it was like on uh, Bandcamp or maybe even YouTube like years later. And I love that band so much. Anyway, uh Onso really reminds me of that. And... I know I've seen a lot of journalists compare them to Tiger's Jaw or Paramore, which I think's just like the new version of being a lazy music journalist and being like, "Oh, there's a girl singer and they play punk. She must. Right. They must sound like Paramore or Avril Lavigne or right." Like it. I assume it's what it was like when bands would be like, "Oh, they've got a girl singer. They're like no doubt." Right. Before, but anyway, they don't sound like either of those bands to me. Um, not that it's a knock to sound like those bands. They're good, good bands, but. Um, to me, it's got more of a 90s ilk to it. And I'd uh, recommend checking it out. Should let's, we go into the list, Mike? Let's do it. All right. Do it for Warrior Nation.
2: I feel like this one, this is either low hanging fruit or it's one of your picks down the line. <laughs> wow. And so I'm just, I'm coming out of the gates with coming it. Coming out hot, hey? Yeah, I, I can see why somebody might make the argument that this is low hanging fruit, but I can also see somebody not thinking of it at all. And we would be completely it would it would be a disservice to not mention this body of work within a podcast episode about singles. You know where I'm going with this, Mike? I don't. And I'm very excited. Well, this is a project. By Tim Armstrong. It's the Tim Time Bomb musical project. Oh. So this project was most noticeably released singles. From October 2012 to October 2013, uh, a release a day for a full year. Did not miss a day as far as I can tell. Um, throughout the 365 songs, there are covers of Rancid, there are covers of No Effects... There are covers of Hall & Oates, Jimmy Cliff, just to name a few. Um, And there's also a bunch of originals on there. Um, The body of work is super diverse, multi-genre, rock and roll, ska, ragtime, country, reggae, punk, doo-wop. Like, it just kind of goes all over the map. And... For a guy who really didn't have to do it this way, like not only is it a huge undertaking, but it's also got this really DIY aesthetic to it that runs right through it. Right down to the artwork um, where Tim, you know, created a different piece of artwork for each and every um, each and every single, which I think is pretty cool. Um So the song I chose is Dance, 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 which was released on July 3rd of 2013. It's a cover of Pearl McKinnon and the Deltars and the Kodaks. Um, I just really like Tim's voice as rough and tumble as it is uh, matched up with the beautiful female voices on this song. Um, and I just really like the choices that Tim made along this journey. Like there's a lot of songs and influence that I wouldn't have expected uh, here from from him. Um, and it, I think it really gives you a look into the writer and musician that uh, Tim Armstrong is. Um, there were a couple of albums like that came out of this project. So there's the Tim Time Bomb and Friends album. And then there were three additional releases uh, that had 12 songs each um, from Pirates press records and uh this song wasn't on any of them true single mike true true single
3: well done i didn't know there was one for every day of the year that's insane it is insane like i have a i have a handful of them and i think i i have the like a digital version of the the album he released i didn't know there was three other or there was other albums done by pirate press i the majority of the covers and stuff I liked a lot. Like there were cool takes on things. And I agree with you. I like that. It doesn't sound like overproduced and it's like a window into influences and stuff like that. And like, yeah, it it did make me check out some of the originals and some of the tracks I'd never heard before. So.
2: And like, it's got like, it's got that lo-fi vibe to it, but it's produced really well. It feels like it's off the floor, but it's, it's done in a way that doesn't sound like just kind of, well, we gotta, we gotta do it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's done really well. And a lot of those songs, especially those like kind of 30s and 40s ragtime feeling songs, like they feel like they could come right out of that time until Tim starts singing. And then you're like, oh, okay, well. What was that word again? doesn't fit, then? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the beauty of this song that I chose too, is that the, the female voices echo his voice. So if you're having a hard time understanding what the words are, they fill you in right away. Not to put you on the spot but do you know who does the
3: the backups on it?
2: I don't. No. That that much information I didn't
3: That was where I stopped, Mike. I had to draw a line. I was curious. Just I noticed I know on some of them like the that's the the dudes from the Interrupters play the music mm. and the guy from the Egger lights I believe does some stuff, but I was just curious. Yeah. Sorry.
2: No, don't be sorry, Mike. I I appreciate the challenge. I can't just feed everybody everything, you know? Sometimes they gotta go source their own food.
3: Totally. So my first one's kind of low-hanging fruit as well. It's against me. The single is "Russian Spies," off the "Russian Spies" occult enemy occult enemy single. Uh, do you know this one, Nate, or no? I mean, I'm not. I'm really bad with song names. names. Okay. Uh, it came out in June 2011 as a seven-inch. Uh these were a couple of songs that were written right after White Crosses and they had some time to record while they were in with Wisconsin so Laura Jane Grace called up um I can't think of the producer's name and asked if they could record a couple of the new songs and they did uh they did that and it would believe it was with at the time it was their first songs with um their new drummer who was Max Weinberg's kid I think right is that right I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Anyway, Russian spies is about uh, existential dread, uh, oil spills, submarines, uh, and the now distant memory of a red threat. Although I find that nowadays it might be coming back, this idea of of a fear of, of, uh, of other nations and whatnot. Maybe not so much a communist threat, but the same idea of a cold war and not knowing what's going on. Timely. Laura Jane said of the song In this brave new world sometimes I find myself Longing for enemies so simple So that's what this is about It's a great track um, If you like that era of Against Me You will probably love it That's all I have to say about that Let's
2: wrap this up, dance, dance, dance Tim time bomb, and
3: Russian Spies Against
2: Me Hey hey,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Alright now Alright It's a Saturday She see her go, she really steals the show, a bad motorcycle, when she gets on the phone, it's a Saturday night, my whole with through. my chores are done, we're gonna have some fun, we're gonna put on dance dancing shoes, we're gonna rock it, rock it, rock
2: little story for you and mostly because you brought up an against me song but when i was in portland recently i went on vacation this year as you might right might recall it's nice to be able to get out into the world again and do vacations it is and um so adam willard was drumming for the bronx Uh, on this tour with Frank Turner that was doing 50 States in 50 days, which is absolutely absurd. He's only the third person to ever do it. First person from outside the United States to do it. And uh, anyways, so was in Seattle in Portland the next day. I'm looking through my, my feed that morning and I see Adam Willard posting saying, we just played Seattle last night. I was like, I was in Seattle last night. I didn't go to the show. I didn't know about it. And then he says, and we're playing Portland tonight. And I'm like, who's playing Portland tonight? I find out it's Frank Turner. It's the Bronx. It's face to face. Just like all the things lined up. That's a great show. That morning, we're walking around, you know, this this area in Portland. And we find the venue, like just walking past it. And as we're walking past, you see the big buses that are there. And I see Adam Willard, like, standing inside the bus looking at his phone. And being the guy that I am, I felt like I need to share this story with him. He wants to hear this story. Certainly he wants to hear it. And he saw me the first time I walked by, but then he continued to just look at his phone the entire time as the 40-year-old fanboy kept (laughs) waving at him, trying to get his attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was it that's it that's that's my story mike never meet your heroes (laughs) anyways shall we do number two we should my second pick comes from a band that released a single in february of 2020 uh the single is called neapolitan Neapolitan is the side B of a two song single. The band is called Romero. Um, And this song found me like a year or so ago. And I instantly just wanted more. I kept my eyes open. Another single followed in November of that same year. And then it just went quiet. But like this single has just stuck with me. So today I'm kind of looking up to see like, did they do anything else? Did anything else come of these singles? And I quickly found out that they put out their debut record uh, earlier this year in April. That will be on my player tomorrow, and I will have super high expectations because I've been building them. It's a pretty good album since then. Oh, you've heard it? Yeah, it's good. Oh, nice. Pretty good. All right. Well, I don't know if that's gonna le- live up to my high expectations. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways the single uh has like kind of a lo-fi vibe has kind of a strokes feeling to the song it's it's a pop punk song uh it has kind of that timeless sound dancy, fun just toe tap and music and shout out australia they're from melbourne
3: i th- i kind of feel like they have like a sounds feel to them but not like as catchy yeah okay. not as catchy as the sounds
2: yeah, kind of it, of that of that genre.
3: Yeah, cool, cool work, Nate. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool work. This is a single that came out this year, and it's probably been one of my favorite songs of the year. Actually, uh, it's Hot Mulligan, and the song is "Drink Milk and Run."
2: Great choice.
3: I love it. Uh, I did see that they just released. Uh, second part to the single which is like an acoustic version of it and now when you look online they're together which is kind of (laughs) weird so I hope it as of now it's not on any albums or anything Um, the video is kind of cool and the song is about how America doesn't care for the poor anymore and the gap between rich and poor is getting bigger and I would say that's something that most of us can relate to these days Um, I really love the line in there where it said Whoever said pull up yourself by the bootstraps is a fucking joke because I fucking hate when I hear that. That's like one of the lamest things that like people say that poor people just aren't working hard enough or like if you just work harder, you'll just get what you want. It's some fucking American dream bullshit that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe it existed in the 60s, but fuck it It doesn't exist now. So stop saying it. What if they updated it? What if it wasn't your
2: bootstraps? What if it was your... Your belt loops.
3: No, I firmly believe I firmly believe that it doesn't matter how hard you work. You're fucking stuck generally where you're stuck on the ladder. I just thought maybe it was the bootstrap reference. No, I'd like to see more with. people wear bootstraps. It's a sexy look. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of thing that turns me on, bootstraps. Especially if they're pulled up. We'll start calling you bootstrap. Yeah. Boot, hey, bootstrap. I love it. <laughs> come, come on, bootstrap. It sounds like a 1940s nickname. Hey, bootstrap. <laughs> You don't want to mess with Bootstrap over there. No, No. that guy sounds dangerous.
2: He sounds super dangerous. Or super fun. I think both. Like, I think Bootstrap's fun until he gets dangerous, right? And we all know how that happens. Yeah. You don't want to mess with him. He's pulling himself up, right? Romero, side B of the two-song single Honey with the song Neapolitan and... Hot
3: Mulligan, drink milk and run.
2: summer vibes, Mike. So I know you're going to love it.
3: I do like a good this summer action- jam.
2: Yeah. As he says, yawning. It's late. <laughs> Come on, Mike, stay with me. We've got a couple more to go. I can do this. I can do this. You can do it. You can do it. This one came out. Uh, this is a true single as well. And I, I hope, I hope this one doesn't find its way onto an album because this is a cover. So it's, it's not as obscure of an, of a cover as the last one. But this one is is a cover that you should recognize. And I think I think covers should only ever be singles. I don't think you should put a cover on your album, Ooh. especially in in today's landscape. In, in, back in the day, fine. But like now that you have the ability to just release one off songs, covers should only ever be singles. I like that,
3: Nate. I like that idea. Thanks.
2: Thanks. I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Me first in the gimme gimmies, I can hear the trolls already, but like for for the most part, let's leave covers as singles. I'm down. Can we agree I agree with Can you. we agree to do that? I agree with you, Nate, and that doesn't happen All too right. often. No, so it must be good. um, if you like music, then you'll know who the original of this song is by, and then you'll know why I love this if you've been listening to this podcast for more than one episode um. Who thought that it was even possible to make this song more catchy and more fun? This is Fun, 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 a cover done by Millington back in uh, June 25th, 2021, this one came out. Um, You know what's weird about this song? And I don't think I realized it till I was listening to this version of it. That this song starts out the exact same as Johnny Be Good. Really? Yeah. And at first I thought it was just this cover. Like they were doing like a nod to the time. And then I pulled up the Beach Boys song and no, it's, they do it too. Hmm. And it's, it's like, it might be a slightly altered key, but like, it's the exact same. Like it's, it's that riff that, that Marty plays. It's, it's, well, I mean, R- Marty plays the whole song, but you know what I mean, right? You know, that, 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 that beginning riff. Yeah. Anyways, this, this cover is great. The harmonies are on. The horns add like a new dimension of happy to this song. Uh, the fast tempo change adds just another welcomed layer. And the artwork is hilarious and a kind nod to the original writers of this song. Um, I mean, this song is so sweet, it'll make your teeth hurt, but in a good way. I really like Millington. Like, Do Yeah, you? I really I enjoy them quite a bit. They're, they're a, a single heavy band, I think. Lots of singles out I like that. I like the singles. Do the singles. Yeah, that works. How many albums do you think they
3: have? One? Two? I think well, one. Well, they have that Brassington Emo one. But that's an EP. That's an EP. Right? And then I don't know if yeah. they have, actually have a full length. Do they? I think there's one. Yeah. I think there's one. And then a, a lot of singles. Lots of singles, yeah. Lots of covers. Works. So there you go. So I'm going to stick with the summer theme because this band's kind of summary. Uh, the band is Isotopes. Nice. The single is The Invisible Hand of the MLB is Meddling. <laughs> this is also just a, a standalone single. Came out in 2020. And as I, as far as I know, only digitally. I'm sure if it's not, someone's going to correct me. Um, this appears to be the last thing the Isotopes have done in a long time. Um, I did get an email from them saying that they're trying to buy back their rights to their albums and maybe put something else out but i don't know if anybody knows much about it uh also this track would have been solid for our conspiracy episode so um yeah love the isotopes if you like them uh you'll probably like the song that's all i have to say about that tell me a
2: little more about the song mike what would you like to take me through take me through the uh the conspiracy of the song it's just a conspiracy about the mlb that's yeah. it. That's all you yeah. got. Oh, I was hoping for more. Sorry, Nate. It's no valiant Thor. <laughs> when you said isotopes, I thought, oh, this is gonna be the Toronto Blue Jays song, also, which is also, also a great. great. Song.
3: Also, their cover of um, is it Centerfold that they do a cover of? They do a really good cover as well. That's just a single. I can't remember it now. Covers as singles. Yep. It's a great thought. Let's let's make it happen, guys. Let's yeah. love the isotopes. Love the song. Love your mustache. (laughs) Millington, fun, fun, fun. And? Isotopes, the invisible hand of the MLB is meddling.
2: Are you doing just standalone singles is that was that the plan or or
3: is that just how it developed or that was it, sort of my plan within within the parameters we talked about like two song max release
2: all right and, and did you keep it going? Yeah, I did the whole way through as far as I know I didn't my next one is <laughs> <laughs> My next one's a song that that landed
3: itself on an album. I like that you set that whole conversation up just so you could (laughs) drop that, that tasty bit of information. Yeah. That's the mark of a good storyteller, Mike.
2: You are a pro. I wear the mark. I wear the mark of a good storyteller. Come hither by the fire and let me tell thee
3: a story. This is why we're called The Erotic Adventures of Mike and Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Only in your mind. One day. So my next
2: choice is, uh, this is a song that just, that caught my ear and and it just wouldn't let it go. It just, it grabbed it and it kept yelling this song in it over and over again. Uh, it came out in 2020 and then later appeared on the full-length album Fuck Art, which came out in 2021. The single for this, the hype song for this is Done With Drugs by the band The Dirty Nil. Uh, I think we've talked about this song before. Um, I, I love this song. This this single gave me unrealistic expectations um, <laughs> for this album because I just loved it so much. This song's I love awesome. awesome it is it is a great song um i love everything from the opening riff to the last note uh a big departure from their earlier releases i mean this is much poppier um but it's just so catchy um so i originally thought it was an autobiographical statement by the singer or songwriter talking about you know that they were done with drugs you know you get to that age in life and and you decide maybe drugs isn't the right choice anymore um but it's not it's actually more of a commentary of the narcissism of social media um you know people that make huge kind of pledges or commitments to their followers on social media um and that's what this song's about and that is what makes me
3: like it even more maybe that's what i got in trouble for with the come get gnarly with me Everyone knows I really don't want to get gnarly, but I made giant claims on social media.
2: Not just a claim, but like a six-paragraph claim about how gnarly you are. Yeah, I'm pretty gnarly. You're not. I, I mean, you're 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 moderately gnarly, but like not to the tune of a six-paragraph pledge. I'm gnarlier than gnarls Barkley. <laughs> it's a great name. Gnarles Barkley. I had I, I had no idea till just recently that Danger Mouse was part of Gnarles Barkley. That Gnarles Barkley album's awesome. Elsewhere, Saint Elsewhere?
3: Mm, Is that the remember. one you're talking about? Is there more than one?
2: Yeah. I think there's a couple.
3: Yeah, I can't remember.
2: I liked one of them. It's a great name. Danger Mouse and CeeLo Green. I mean, what more can you ask for? <laughs> CeeLo Green.
1: He was the other half
3: of I know Of Gnarl's Barkley I understand this
2: I just (laughs) (laughs) I understand It's off brand You don't know what to do I understand too We're understanding each other Yeah It's getting late You're tired We need to We need to wrap this thing up
3: No we're not wrapping it up We got two songs each left
2: Well I've already done mine So we have We have uh... How many would that be Three total.
3: <laughs> I quit.
2: <laughs> That'd be great, though, to get that on rec- on on the recording. You just want you want that in my face? That's the end <laughs> that's of the, it? That's the
3: end of the podcast? <laughs> I quit. We just never have another episode. No. So it ends. My song is the new Jimmy Eat World song. Oh, wow. It's a That's a surprise. It's a phenomenal single. It's called I'm not
2: saying I'm not saying it's not. It's not called not it's not.
3: something loud. It came out this June. It's a total throwback to Bleed American era Jimmy Eat World. Uh it was produced by the band themselves. And it's the first since Bleed American where the band had no label behind them, so they decided to record the song for the tour, to hype their tour, and I think it might actually be their best song in ages. And I'm a huge fan. Like there's not too much Jimmy World I don't love, but this is so good and I'm really hoping this fall they follow it up with an album in this style again it just feels so good I know that um I read somewhere that they wrote it kind of seeing when that uh what whatever that tour in Las or that show in Las Vegas is with all the emo bands and and they were oh yeah they they said they wrote it kind of about the nostalgia of like wanting to play still and that that's what this is about it's a great song um I mean it's Jimmy doesn't Jimmy World doesn't mess up too much. So uh they don't put out a lot of singles either I don't think. They have a couple EPs maybe but I feel like they're they're a hype single band. Oh yeah yeah. I mean they they had major labels behind them for most of their releases, right? So that's that's some of it too. Anyway, uh something loud's a song, really good. Check it out. Is this off
2: upcoming? Do you know
3: if there's there's an as album on I the kn- way? As far as I know, I haven't read anything about an album they said they put it out for the tour
2: yeah you mentioned that yeah that's what I did if you listen to what I was saying (laughs) I listened I just thought I'd dig a little deeper Mike you know why are you trying to dig into something
3: why are you causing problems when
2: you just causing problems it's it's not causing problems it's it's called conversation just nitpicking at me hey (laughs)
3: That's you want to nitpicking. see what kind of
2: l- lack of research I did? Is that what this is? <laughs> no. This is an opportunity to find out more. No, I, actually, all.
3: no, I, in the interview, they didn't say anything about any albums or anything. All just, right. Just, all right. But I would assume they have an album coming uh, and I would assume this ends up on it at some point, but until then it's a standalone single. So it falls well within my parameters. I'm not going to ask you
2: any more questions. No, you keep Don't asking. Worry. You keep no. asking. No, you there's ask no more away. questions. No. Not one more question. The Dirty Nail, done with
3: drugs, and? (laughs) Jimmy Eat World, something loud. (laughs) time where i say thanks to everyone who's kept up with us and who is listening and to the list contributors to the whatsapp chat people to nate for putting up with me um i hope you've enjoyed this episode and you might want to check out some of our older ones if you're new um hope to maybe get some killer lists for this one because there's a lot of leeway here so we could get some pretty cool lists. Uh, always great to get them. You can check us out on Instagram at High Fives Podcast or via our website, highfives.ca, or just Bing us. Um, yeah, you might want to get gnarly with us. That's, that's our motto, right? We've well established that we are, our motto is come get gnarly with us. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I like to poke the bear. Poke bear with a stick. Oh, yeah. This bear is <laughs> getting poked. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh
2: yeah! <laughs> um, and for anybody thinking about putting a list together, you know, we're very specific about, or we've been very specific about what what constitutes a single. But if you feel it constitutes a single, you know, put it on your list. Let's just share. Let's enjoy music
3: behind your back. We, we will laugh.
2: But... Yeah, of course. Of course.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Number five. I don't have a lot to say about my fifth pick, Mike. This is going to go real quick. Um, This one came out this year. I don't think I've picked one from 2022 quite yet. So this one comes out from 2022. I don't know if there's an album coming. Um, This is not a band I listen to a lot of or I know a lot about. Um, and every time I hear this song come on, I think it's Frenzel Rom for about the first 20 seconds. And then I realize, oh, it's not. It's, it's, it's actually The Decline. And the song is Kenneth. Um, I think I love this song because I love the name. Kenneth is just such a great name for a song. I don't know. Maybe I think it's Frenzel because they're both from Australia. That could be part of it. Shout out, Australia. It is a very fat kind
3: of punk rock sound to it too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Super catchy, though. Um, And according to the band camp, this song is a tale of responsible sailboat ownership and getting ripped off by insurance companies. (laughs) I feel like this is a very personal story. (laughs) So so think about that while you're listening to this song. Uh, This is simply a song I've gone back to many times this year, uh, and the ending cracks me up every single time. I'll let you discover that for yourself if you're if you're hearing this song for the first time. The decline with Kenneth do you listen to the decline? Is that a band you know and 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 like?
3: you know what I know them I don't know if I've listened to a ton of of them, but what I've heard I've liked um, I will definitely have to check this song out again i don't I kind of just remember it on my radar a little bit, but not it didn't stick so usually when you when you pick a song on our podcast that i thought i listened to and i hear it again I, I end up liking it a lot more so
2: oh wow you need my seal of approval before you can get into it
3: no 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 it's just more like that's what it sounds no like, it sounds like. like you just remind me and then i'm like oh yeah i should check that out it's not like it's not like it could be anybody really if we had a robot <laughs> but it's not if i had a robot anybody. Here, you know
2: the difference <laughs> it's it's not anybody, it's it's me. It could be Yoda, it could be Bart Simpson, it could be somebody else. <laughs> Speaking of Bart Simpson, you know, the, the woman that does the voice for Bart Simpson, she drives yeah. me
3: absolutely crazy. Well, she is a little bit cuckoo.
2: Is she? Yeah. Oh. She's one of those people that, you know, once I saw on social media,
3: I was just like, oh... She's a Scientologist, like a hardcore Scientologist. Oh, that says everything, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's enough said.
3: So, we might have alienated our one Scientologist. Saint, <laughs> our one Scientologist. <laughs> I do like our Scientologist followers, but not our Scientologist followers. Isn't that the leader? Isn't his name Ron? Ron. L. Ron.
2: Oh, Ron L Ron, <laughs> right? L Ron. I call him Ron. His follows followers call him L Ron. <laughs> I always think it's funny when you get a name like Ron or Joe as like the the leader, <laughs> the the guy who created, you know, the it's Gary this, this thing that everyone follows. <laughs> leader <you know>? Gary. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it just doesn't add up. And I mean, why shouldn't it? Right? Like. It should just be an average guy like Gary or Ron or
3: Joe, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know, I know where you're, I'm going I, with I are trying. I know what you're trying to say here, <laughs> but we're not going to try to solve the cult problem or religious no. problems here. No, that's not what we're here to do. We're, we're here to talk about singles. We
2: already are trying the, to solve insurance problems with sailboats.
3: <laughs>
2: we're not trying to solve
3: them. We're just trying to point to the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? Well, Nathan, my last song is a cover. So, here's a story on it. Uh, it's a Spotify single, which pains me to say.
2: I don't understand. So, it's exclusive to Spotify?
3: It's exclusive to Spotify. Uh, all right. If you, it's all a right. pain if you don't use Spotify. So,
2: let me let me rant again for a moment here. This like f- this, this idea of like not all the things being on all platforms drives me nuts. Let's just get it on all the platforms. Let's not have exclusivity to one platform over the other, right? Like, can we agree on that? We've already agreed that only like covers are only going to be singles. We've we've already done that. That's already, that's already put in the books. It's in stone. So let's, let's move on from that and let's all decide there's not going to be streaming platform exclusivity. Can we do that too?
3: I think that's a harder one to pull but I agree with you. Is it? For example, on these Spotify singles, if you're Spotify and people want to listen to it, then you have to listen to Spotify, which means they can sell ads and whatnot. So if you're someone like me who doesn't use Spotify, it sucks but uh, I see why Spotify does it and uh, every once in a while these Spotify tracks make me jealous that I don't use Spotify. Um, This one is a Phoebe Bridger's song from her second Spotify singles. And it's a cover of a John Prine song called Summer's End. Uh, the original song's amazing, but Phoebe does it justice. and It's almost, I would say it's better than John Prine's version, which is a tall order. The original came out on his album Tree of Forgiveness, which was sadly his last one. The whole album's like uh, a classic uh, album. But this track always stood out to me. And the video... Uh, really brought to light the opioid crisis at the time and which continues to exist and probably is worse than it was even at that time. But uh, it, the song highlights that a little bit. Phoebe's cover came out in 2021. Uh, she did a live stream of the song shortly after John Prine's death from COVID. But then this was pushed put on to the Spotify single album. Um. As uh there was a precursor to people that were nominated for Grammys, I believe. And uh she did hers, she did two songs, one of them being this this cover. She added a voicemail with her, I believe it's her dad calling her and wishing her happy birthday. And apparently her dad and her are very strained. So it just kind of adds to the sad element of the song and makes it even a little bit more reflective. Um anyway, you should check it out uh on our podcast or on Spotify, I guess, if you have have to, or find another way it's on youtube do you like john prine
2: um i'm not a big john prine fan but it's interesting that you bring up john prime because uh arlo um the gentleman we spoke of in the uh the beginning of this show is signed to uh john prine's uh like kind of side record company oh i didn't even know he had one yeah oh cool and, uh, and he, I guess John Prine actually came and saw a show of his and told him after the show, like,
3: I'm a big fan. Oh, that's awesome. That would be so cool yeah. to hear from like somebody with like, like a hero, like <laughs> like to hear that from like someone with like some major clout in music. Like, I don't know if John Prine was ever like, uh, like crazy wealthy, but he kind of has this like clout amongst musicians, right? that, that, that he's somebody important. Totally. Or was, I guess. That would be like that would be like if Adam Willard
2: like looked up from his phone and waved back at me from the bus. Full circle. Right? Like that would be the that would be the equivalent. For sure. That's totally the equivalent. <laughs> Mike, it's the decline and Kenneth. And
3: Phoebe Bridgers, summer's end. Thank you for listening. Stay cool. Be excellent to each other. And uh, if you feel like it, come get gnarly with us. I'm a little bit afraid of you, dude. And I'm a little bit afraid of what you'll do. Without him, Kenneth, you got an open door policy.
1: You got a feline Airbnb. Kenneth, Kenneth, and I'm sure that he appreciates the food. down the street Kenneth, Kenneth, leave my son alone I don't know if
3: this is appropriate pet ownership An invitation to go out in your boat Are we gonna find out if I can float? Kenneth, I don't know you're not the enemy
1: You're just a man acting neighborly, overly at the neighbor's place And Kenneth, Kenneth Let my son go home I don't know if this is responsible pet ownership And I don't know if this is appropriate pet
3: ownership An invitation to go out in your boat Are we going to find out if I can float? Kenneth Kevin
2: Hey, GB, just stop up. Uh, I missed your birthday
1: yesterday I'm sorry Chris was supposed to remind me, But we got too busy working and everything But uh, remember today So happy birthday And I love you Give me a call Okay Love everybody Bye
0: Summer's end's around the bend Just flying Swimming suits are on the line Just dry. Meet you there for our conversation Hope I didn't ruin your whole vacation You never know how far from home you're feeling Until you watch the shadows cross the sea I can see it. Come on
3: Oh, fuck. I just pulled a muscle. <laughs> that's your, that's oh. your fucking, that's your, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was weird. There's your, oh.
2: This is happening live. Ouch. Mike pulled a muscle and he's like, he's losing it.
3: Uh there's your. Like, there's I know you're
2: in pain, dude, but <laughs> like, I got to let the people know what's happening. <laughs> there's your highlight reel or your joke thing. Ouch. <laughs> it's not a joke. I can oh, tell it's not a joke.
3: Fucking groin. Oh. oh,
2: in your groin, too?
3: Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, hurt. is it in your
2: pee hole? No, is it in your, your groin urethra? Is, your groin isn't your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a groin is, Mike.
3: I don't think you do. I just wanted,
2: I just wanted you to say <laughs> he just, penis.
3: You just wanted growing up you. I don't know. Ouch. Are you all good? How did you pull your groin? You were well, just sitting there. Probably just stiff from soccer, and then I was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your groin is stiff.
2: <laughs> Okay, yeah, your groin's not your penis, but it's stiff.
3: (laughs) Mike, come on, come on back. Okay, what were we talking about before I withered away in pain? Oh, fuck, that really hurts.